Chapter Ten of the Trespasser. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Geeson. The Trespasser by D. H. Lawrence. Chapter Ten. Siegmund carried the boots and the shoes while they wandered over the sand to the rocks. There was a delightful sense of risk in scrambling with bare feet over the smooth, irregular jumble of rocks. Helena laughed suddenly from fear as she felt herself slipping. Siegmund's heart was leaping like a child's with excitement as he stretched forward, himself very insecure, to succour her. Thus they travelled slowly. Often she called to him to come and look in the lovely little rock-pools, dusky with blossoms of red anemones and brown anemones that seemed nothing but shadows, and curtained with green of finest sea-silk. Siegmund loved to poke the white pebbles and startle the little ghosts of crabs in a shadowy scuttle through the weed. He would tease the expectant anemones, causing them to close suddenly over his finger. But Helena liked to watch without touching things. Meanwhile the sun was slanting behind the cross far away to the west, and the light was swimming in silver and gold upon the lacquered water. At last Siegmund looked doubtfully at two miles more of glistening gilded boulders. Helena was seated on a stone, dabbling her feet in a warm pool, delicately feeling the wet sea-velvet of the weeds. "'Don't you think we had better be mounting the cliffs?' he said. She glanced up at him, smiling with irresponsible eyes. Then she lapped the water with her feet and surveyed her pink toes. She was absurdly, childishly happy. "'Why should we?' she asked lightly. He watched her. Her childlike indifference to consequences touched him with a sense of the distance between them. He himself might play with the delicious warm surface of life but always he reeked of the relentless mass of cold beneath, the mass of life which has no sympathy with the individual, no cognizance of him. She loved the trifles and the toys, the mystery and the magic of things. She would not own life to be relentless. It was either beautiful, fantastic, or weird, or inscrutable, or else mean and vulgar, below consideration. He had to get a sense of the anemone and a sympathetic knowledge of its experience into his blood before he was satisfied. To Helena, an anemone was one more fantastic pretty figure in her kaleidoscope. So she sat dabbling her pink feet in the water, quite unconscious of his gravity. He waited on her, since he never could capture her. "'Come,' he said very gently, "'you are only six years old to-day.' She laughed as she let him take her. 
then she nestled up to him smiling in a brilliant childlike fashion he kissed her with all the father in him sadly alive now put your stockings on he said but my feet are wet she laughed he kneeled down and dried her feet on his handkerchief while she sat tossing his hair with her fingertips the sunlight grew more and more golden i envy the savages their free feet she said there is no broken glass in the wilderness or they used not to be he replied as they were crossing the sands a whole family entered by the cliff track they descended in single file unequally like the theatre two boys then a little girl the father another girl then the mother last of all trotted the dog warily suspicious of the descent the boys emerged into the bay with a shout the dog rushed barking after them the little one waited for her father calling shrilly tis can't fall now can she dada shall i put her down i let her have a run said the father very carefully she lowered the kitten which she had carried clasped to her bosom the mite was bewildered and scared it turned round pathetically go on tissy you're all right said the child go on have a run on the sand the kitten stood dubious and unhappy then perceiving the dog some distance ahead it scampered after him a fluffy scurrying mite but the dog had already raced into the water the kitten walked a few steps turning its small face this way and that and mewing piteously it looked extraordinarily tiny as it stood a fluffy handful staring away from the noisy water its thin cry floating over the plash of waves helena glanced at siegmund and her eyes were shining with pity he was watching the kitten and smiling crying because things are too big and it can't take them in he said but look how frightened it is she said so am i he laughed and if there are any gods looking on and laughing at me at least they won't be kind enough to put me in their pinafores she laughed very quickly but why she exclaimed why should you want putting in a pinafore i don't he laughed on top of the cliff they were between two bays with darkening blue water on the left and on the right gold water smoothing to the sun siegmund seemed to stand waist deep in shadow with his face bright and glowing he was watching earnestly i want to absorb it all he said when at last they turned away yes said helena slowly one can recall the details but never the atmosphere he pondered a moment how strange he said i can recall the atmosphere but not the detail 
it is a moment to me not a piece of scenery i should say the picture was in me not out there without troubling to understand she was inclined to think it was verbiage she made a small sound of assent that is why you want to go again to a place and i don't care so much because i have it with me he concluded end of chapter 10 recording by martin geeson in hazelmere surrey